0: Welcome to North Shore Newsweek. Hello, hello, North Shore. This is Joe Coglin with Martin Carlino. We are the co-founders of The Record North Shore, putting on this weekly podcast to catch you up on all the news coming out of uh, Nutria Township in your hometowns. Um, thank you for joining us on North Shore News Newsweek. Um, we're going to do something slightly different for you this week. Usually we have a, a three-course meal for you here on the podcast. Um, we're going to change it up and kind of do um, just a couple um, formats. We have a lot of education coverage to go through. A lot of things have happened in the past uh, two weeks um, uh, in regard to in-person learning, remote learning, and basically their education plans and platforms at all your local school districts. We're going to go through them in a little more detail than usual. um, And that's basically going to be our, our first two segments of the show. And we're going to also do a featured feature at the end fan favorite. Um, But we're going to start there. We think it's important. Um, It's, it's obviously what you guys have been following. um, And uh, we've got a ton of that news um, for you on the site. And again, you can go to the site and check up on all these stories, individually that were individually that we're about to mention and summarize. Um, but here, we're just going to give you uh, basically a, a bite out of those stories um, and uh, so we can catch you up if you missed anything. I think
1: it's fair to say we have our eyes on education, right, Joe?
0: We do have our eyes on education. Um, we have it elsewhere, too. Our eyes are everywhere, guys. So uh, any news tips, anything you think we're, we're, we're missing or any comments, please send them to newsroom at newsroomattherecordns.org. Um, always looking forward to hearing from you guys um, and uh, it's a busy time of year so with the holidays coming up hope you guys are enjoying your holiday season and spending some uh, about 20 25 minutes with us to catch up on North Shore news and we're going start with um, we're gonna start you off with your a rundown of all the schools and the education coverage of which there's plenty and with the biggest saga going on um, is New Trier High School um, we have a couple stories a week um, obviously the biggest high school in the area, the biggest public school. Um, and uh, they, they're, they made a decision this week on uh, the, their future plans and they have one and it's set in place. They're putting it in motion. Uh, Marty was covering the meeting. Um, so Marty, break it down for us. What's uh, what, what can new Trier students expect?
1: Yeah. And, and as Joe mentioned, uh, a little bit of a long week of, of board meeting coverage here so far for us at the record. I think if you combine some of the, uh, the board coverage that Joe and myself have had this last week—it's probably about a dozen hours of board coverage. But we're happy to uh, to cover those meetings. That's what you funded us to do, so we're very thankful to be covering those meetings. But of course, as Joe mentioned, the uh, the longest of those meetings and the the most noteworthy to our readers because or our listeners, I should say, of this podcast, because mostly everyone probably listening to this podcast has either had a student in Nutria at one time or has a student. In Nutria um, right now, but the Nutria Board of Education on Tuesday, December first, during a second special meeting of that board, decided that um, they're on. They set a track to fifty percent learning. Um, the earliest that can start is January twenty-six, which is the start of the school's second semester. So the board approved a, a recommended plan from Superintendent Dr. Paul Sally that um, expands the. Um, the current track e system that the district has, so it's going to keep until january 6 until january twenty sixth excuse me the school's going to keep on its current one track model um, which for for those who have been following this uh, these developings has sort of been referred to as the twenty five percent model but as part of that model they're going to be increasing um, track e which is includes students who the administration and some staff members and counselors have identified, Need, need in-person learning the most. So that track is going to be increased as part of the recommended approved plan um, from Dr. Sally. So moving forward, some additional students are going to have in-person learning opportunities at NUTURE until um, January 26th. And then once we hit January 26th, the plan from the uh, district is to increase to a two-track model, better known as 50%. I know there's a lot of numbers in there and that, that can be confusing and we break it down as best as we can, it, both here in the podcast and a little bit more in depth in our story. So if you're looking for some precise specifics of, of everything, the best way to get all that information is um, on our website, therecordnorthshore.org. Uh, but just to, to give you a little perspective of what the numbers will look like under these plans. So uh, Dr. Sally told the board that the goal of this expanded track E plan is sort of to increase the number of students at the Winnecke campus by about 250 um, per track and about 50 per track at Northfield. So right now the average track in the one track model that the district has been operating in since the beginning of November is about 725 students at the Winnecke campus. So this approved track E plan is gonna bring that number to about 975 students. And then once the district moves forward to its two-track model, which they hope is January 26th, as we've said before, that number will be about 1,174 students. So just to put it into a little bit of perspective, that's what some of the changes will look like. Then at the Northfield campus, um, it they're hoping to add 50 more students per track, as I mentioned. So that number will increase to about 300 students per day at the Northfield campus. And for those who are sort of un, a little unfamiliar, or maybe unfamiliar, how the breakdown works, um, freshmen attend the Northfield campus, and um, sophomores, juniors, and seniors attend the Wenatchee campus. And
0: those whole numbers, um, Marty, they're able to increase those or feel comfortable doing so because they are below the twenty-five percent capacity. Even though that is the capacity, that that is the maximum they want right now, or they approved with all their metrics and everything.
1: But yeah, you know, and that's a. That's a big thing a lot of the board members have stressed is that even though they're calling it a 25 percent model right now, is that they're not actually operating with 25 percent of students. And of course, that goes to, you know, not all students have opted for in-person learning. Um, Some students may may have absences or, or may be feeling you know, sick a little bit. So of course those students are going to stay home. So even though it's called a 25% model, they're not actually operating at 25%. So as Joe mentioned, they do feel comfortable with adding some more students because it's not actually 25%. So I believe um, the numbers that were presented at the, at the meeting Tuesday night say something like it's 22-ish percent at Northfield under this current model and about 18 or 19% um, at Winneka. So so definitely under that that 25%. And as Joe mentioned, that's part of the reason they they do feel comfortable in expanding that, that e-track and bringing some more students on campus.
0: And just as a whole, that is the plan. Um, it's a board approved plan. It is moving forward. Uh, you know, very difficult, it seems, to wade through all the opinions, all the thoughts from all the stakeholders of Nutria. And you're talking about, um, obviously, administration, students, staff and then families so everybody's chiming in as they should participate in this process um i mean they should participate in all process but obviously this one's very important um and so a lot of things are getting thrown against the board um and they got to make some 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 decisions that's what they're um were elected to do um so it seems like they're weighing all their options you have differing opinions on the board which also you want um, and everybody's um, trying to do their best for the district, it seems. Um, I know the teachers have been pretty outspoken um, in, recently, especially the Education Association who represents the teachers um, in, uh, in, in not adding um, students. You have students who some, you know, there's a group that wants um, more students added and wants to be in person and has a feeling that they're struggling remotely um, and you have students who feel it's unsafe to be in the classroom. So it's a lot going on at once. You have parents on both sides of the aisle as well. Um, and uh, this is a decision that took all those things into account. And uh, it's, it's you know, can be passionate. Everybody's passionate about this. We're talking about student safety. We're talking about um, student education. It's it's tough, but we have a plan moving forward, one that's approved. And it's going to be adding more to in-person learning. They have confidence in their saliva screening, which Um, has caught you know for what you say they they update that on the dashboard all the time um, and that's in full swing at this moment so a lot of moving parts Marty and I think you did a great job breaking it down
1: yeah and I think for uh, a thing for our listeners to keep in mind and and just, just always remember sometimes if you maybe disagree with what the board decides or what the administration is proposing is that it, it's, it's nearly impossible for, for the board and the administration to please everyone. So they're doing their best to come up with what they think is the most effective student uh, solution for students. So they're trying to work through all the issues for all parties involved. And, you know, they're putting forward just countless hours of their time and, and doing their best to try to please everyone as much as possible. So definitely just something to to keep in back of their into the in the back of your mind if you're ever a little upset potentially as to what they ultimately decide or, or, or what's maybe said during the meeting. Just just keep that in mind. They're uh even though they are elected, they're they're doing this as a service to the public and they're they're making tough decision after tough decision.
0: Right. And obviously that's what um they're elected to do and but they don't, you know, what's really guiding the decisions for everybody and what we just need to keep in mind. And I think everybody does is that it's, you know, COVID-19, which changes that, um, it stops and pivots on a dime. So, um, just keep an eye out for everything. We'll, we'll keep up with all the latest news for you. Um, New Trier is obviously the, the biggest, um, school in our coverage area. So, uh, that's what we keep tabs on the most, but, um, we have others coming up here and another big school,
1: um, uh, though in the private sector, and uh, one last thing before we before we jump over, Joe, for anyone interested, the next meeting of the Nutria Board of Educations is slated for Monday, December fourteenth, and that is not not a special meeting of the board, but a regular meeting of the board. So at that meeting, you'll see the board conduct um, some additional business um, as opposed to just discussing the reopening plan. So a regular meeting of the Nutria Board scheduled for Monday, December fourteenth, for those interested. And if you wanted to check out what's going to happen at that meeting or what they have slated to happen, um, agendas
0: usually come out the Friday before, which is the 10th. Um, so you can check that out next Friday on their website. They should have an agenda and, and some more information, some packet information um, about what will be at that meeting. Um, so that's New Trier. Um, we have another high school taking um, a bit of a different um, approach um, in Loyal Academy, another big high school in our district, um, which will, which will be pausing um, this week, the week after Thanksgiving, if I'm not wrong. And then they basically decided to do around the holidays where um, experts and everybody kind of knows, we, we know from experience here that around the, these gatherings, um, there will be an increase in COVID. Um, they're going to pause this week, which they already in an adaptive pause of in-person to remote. And two weeks after the new year, um, which as we run through the schools, you'll see is not a completely unique. um, It seems to be a, uh, a theme and a trend uh,
1: for good reason. So Loyola Academy largely for, for most of this year has been learning in person. I believe at the very beginning of the school year sometime um, maybe late August, early September, they did take a little bit of a pause um, because of an increase in COVID-19 cases. Uh, And then since then they have been learning in person. They, I believe uptick to the fifty percent model. Um, it's a, it operates in a little bit of a different fashion than than what Nutria's fifty percent model w- would look like. But I believe they went to that 50 percent model in early November. Uh, and just a note for our listeners: obviously, have an institution, so they do not have a, a public board of education meeting, so we aren't able to get you know as precise details as we are with the, the public school districts because of. Those districts having having board meetings. But as Joe mentioned, Lowell is planning for a two week um, pause in its learning and will learn remotely for those two weeks after winter break. So through January, what they're planning.
0: Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, they've been doing pretty continuous 50%. Um, and it's one of the models Nutrier was looking at um, of local high schools that have been able to do 50% to try to get there. Um, so I believe they had, um, a week, um, or, or some, some hiatus early in the semester when they had some COVID cases, but, um, for the most part it's been 50%. So that's a a pause this week after Thanksgiving and for two weeks, January 4th through the 19th, I believe till just after Martin Luther King day for two weeks after the, uh, the holidays. Um, and now going to our grade schools of which we're going to go through all the feeder schools, the new Trier, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we have wilmat 39, um, which is basically taking a, a bite-sized week-by-week approach and kind of letting uh, following the COVID um, the COVID spread and all the numbers um, and
1: they're on their second week of adaptive pause. Yeah, so in, in late November, the board approved a originally what was supposed to be a one-week pause and it's in-person learning. Um, and both members of the board and the administration had said at that time that they had hoped this past Monday, the district 39 had us what um, the operational plan was going to be like moving forward. And Dr. Carrie Kremiscoli, excuse me, and her administration. And of course, with guidance from the district's uh, reopening metrics um, committee brought forward a plan to the board that recommended in-person learning um, be suspended through winter break. So they, they recommended that the week of December 7th and the week of December 14th be remote learning weeks, and then students would come back after winter break. January. And the board um, decided that they weren't ready to concede the week of December 14th. So they said they agree with Dr. Kreminskoli for the week of December 7th, but said they are not willing to, um, to yet. Uh, a big issue facing District 36 or Excuse me, District Thirty Nine. In their in their quest for in person learning, is some staffing shortages related to quarantine issues, related to potentially some travel traveling issue the thing that is facing them is they're having trouble staffing their schools for in person learning. So, because of that, and because of some other factors, um, the administration recommended that that pause through winter break. But the board, as I mentioned, the board only approved the week of. December 7th. So the district committee of the whole is scheduled to meet Monday, December 7th, to make a decision on the week of November 14th. So of course, we'll be there to have the latest news uh, for you on that, but just something to keep in mind as the administration did recommend that that, that week, December 14th, also be remote. So we'll see if the, uh, if the board is willing to concede that weekend and, and deem it a remote learning week next week at a committee of the whole meeting. And
0: Wilmette 39's internal staffing um, challenges are not unique to them either, I'm sure. Definitely in our area, that is that is a problem that we've heard from districts, and I'm sure in districts all across Illinois and the nation, that is an issue with quarantines as well as um, teachers um, opting for remote learning um, or um, themselves, unfortunately, being ill. So. Um, I know that was a uh, um, the impetus for avoca moving to that route um, and so um, we'll talk about them in a second but that is that a continuous problem um, is that um, funding or staffing um, this hybrid learning um, is is a challenge and putting a lot of internal strain on on administration so um, another thing to keep in mind just another um, domino effect here so um, that's Wilmot 39. We'll give you an update as soon as we hear that. And uh, by the way, pardon um, some of the tech difficulties. I think you're hearing. I think we're a little spotty today. Um, of course, that is uh, the uh, we're, we're on Zoom here, Marty and I. So this is this is how we do things as well as everybody else. So, pardon those tech difficulties. Um, moving uh, uh, one uh, town over to the Winneka 36 um, district, which has decided similar to Loyola with their pauses.
1: Yeah, so the Winneka 36 Board of Education decided that um, after winter break, it's going to learn remotely for two weeks. So right now, um, Winneka public school students are scheduled to return to school after winter break on Tuesday, January 19th, which, as Joe mentioned, is similar to um, some of the other plans that local schools uh, have proposed and ultimately extended. Uh, an important thing to, to note with District 36 also is that the board agreed to, in a four to three vote, so it was a little bit of a, of a contentious vote, so to speak, agreed to pilot a, a COVID-19 screening program similar to what New Trier High School's um, saliva screening program is. So in the early part of January, about um, 100, a mixture of students and staff members will be a part of a pilot in that program. And then depending on the, the results of that and how everything w- goes with that district 36 may consider um, a similar screen, a similar COVID-19 screener screener option as to new Trier high school um, to circle back to district 39. They have also discussed this potentially as well. Um, no final word yet. They, they did expand um, testing access through their partnership with um, with Ambry testing, which provides testing to, district staff members, um, and district students who are symptomatic or were exposed to someone with COVID-19. And they, they did recently have a bulk testing day in which, um, even students who were not symptomatic or exposed to the virus were allowed to um, get tested for a little bit of a, of a higher fee. Um, it was just something for any, any parent or family who was interested in some additional access to testing. So that is, that's probably going to be a big subject moving forward for a lot of our, um, our public schools districts is how they want to handle testing. If they want to adapt a screener program, similar to Nuture high school. So definitely something fine if you're interested in how that's going to progress forward.
0: Uh, thanks Marty for that breakdown with Weneca 36 and um, now jumping, at, um, uh, jumping North a little bit to Glencoe um, 35. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, we'll talk about Glencoe here. Um, And notice all the differences between these districts that we're talking about. I I just find that personally um, pretty interesting on the philosophies, one from the board, from the administrations, um, you know, and that represents, uh, you know, the different needs of every district um, and every student body, as well as community and how they feel. So interesting and take note of it. This is just what other districts are doing. Not everybody, um, obviously, they're taking um, a look at, at their surrounding districts and neighboring decisions. but. Um, they are doing things slightly different and Glencoe definitely follows that path. Glencoe, um, is doing a pause till after the holidays. Um, they're doing one till, uh, same thing, January 19th, the day after Martin Luther King day. Um, but they have decided that upon returning, um, if you want to return students and staff, uh, to in-person learning, you have to provide a negative COVID-19 test, um, an official test, a medical test not a saliva screening or one of the rapid tests. Um, so they're requiring that. And, um, I, you know, we kind of went through this a little bit last week, so I'll keep it short, but, and a 14 day quarantine, if you traveled out of state. So two things they are requiring, they are on a a remote or in-person pause. So they are remote learning, um, for the next couple weeks before break and then the the couple weeks after break. Um, and they have a meeting tonight, um, to go through some of their own testing and and Marty will be on that um, and checking that out tonight.
1: Yeah, we're, we're hopeful to get some more specifics on potentially what the cost of a, of a screener or testing program at district 35 is going to look like. So as I mentioned, hopefully we'll get some more specifics some more details. And of course we'll provide um, that information to you. I assume we'll probably get some updates also on uh, what the district is considering in terms of how they're going to be welcoming um, students back after winter break, and how they're going to, uh, I guess, organize might be the right word. That negative test requirement, obviously, if every student is is required to have that negative test, it's gonna it's gonna involve a lot of cooperation and coordination. So I assume we'll probably get some some more updates and specifics on that this evening.
0: Yeah, and I would think, um, and obviously this is my uh, this is my estimation, um, but I would assume that. If they do approve a district-funded uh, testing program or screening program, then that would that would constitute um, a test for COVID nineteen um, negative test for coming back to the district. That that is that'll be talked about tonight. So we'll have the full news on that after their meeting tonight, and if uh, it will be uh, the district will provide such testing um, going forward. Um, Avoca uh, was one of the first, at least in our coverage area, um, to move to Avoca Covers, by the way, um, portions of Winnetka, Northfield, Wilmette, and Glenview, um, just the two schools, Mary Murphy and Avoca West. But um, they were one of the first to move to a pause in in in-person. They decided that in um, mid-November that they were going to do that through the holiday season completely. Um, So they've been on a pause, I believe, since November, since this week, I believe it was um through january 19th um similar to glencoe so um they'll be on that pause to left to then um and um yeah they made that decision early and you can check out that story um from from middle of the month for avoca 37. other two districts smaller districts that also feed into tuna Kenilworth kenworth 38 um just joseph sears school um, they are still on, uh, their in-person, um, hybrid plan. Um, so they're still on that keeping up with metrics and as well as sunset Ridge, um, 29, man, I hope I got all these numbers right, but I think I nailed it. Um, they're also on a, uh, still on their hybrid learning plan.
1: And for those of our listeners who are, uh, who are in those districts, we're hoping to have some additional updates next week as both those board of educations are scheduled to meet, I believe. Uh, District 29 is scheduled for December 8th and um, Kenilworth is scheduled for a little bit late, either a little bit later next week or the beginning of the following week. So uh, we'll be at those board meetings and have some additional updates. I think it's fair to assume that uh, operational plan and the latest COVID-19 news will, will definitely be on the docket to discuss at those meetings.
0: So that's your education report. Um, We've been on that a lot recently. It's, it's kind of the, um, a, a big topic in the area, as well as uh, you know everywhere else. Um, big institutions in the uh, in the community um, and what they're doing with their learning platforms. Um, so check out the full stories there. We hope we gave you a, a pretty um, a pretty good summary of those reports and what all of your school districts are doing currently or will be doing in the near future related to their learning platforms and COVID nineteen. Um, so please take a look and also check with your districts who do, uh, consistent updates on their dashboards. Um, and that is it for the news portion of this section. I think we got to everything, didn't we, Mark?
1: Yeah. And I'm curious if our listeners enjoyed that more than down the shore, you'll have to send us some feedback and, uh, and let us know how you like the, the alterations on the format this week. Uh, as I mentioned, we've, uh, we very much had our had our eyes on education and of course everything else these uh, these past couple of weeks. A lot of lot of board meetings before the uh, the holiday season kicks into full gear here. Absolutely, and happy holidays to
0: all of you, by the way. As we're going through that, um, um so that, that's the news portion, and, and now the featured feature. Going to skip right down the featured feature, crowd favorite, um, and uh, we're talking about. Um, a long time Wilmette well business. And when I say that, I mean that with uh, the utmost emphasis on long time. Um, the longest uh, continuous business in one location, Schultz and Oldners, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Odeners, um, a 120 year old dry cleaning business right there on Central Avenue, is closing tomorrow. Um, it's last day um, of its service, and they're really just staying open for this last week. Um, to say goodbye to the community that they've served so well for so long. Family operated and owned business for century, or for generations, I should say. Um, is closing shop, and, and unfortunately, it's, it's pretty closely related to COVID-19. As you can imagine, like many other businesses, they're not unique in this, but um, the dry cleaning industry has been hurting. Um, according to um, Schultz um, um, and owners, Odener's staff and owners, um, 50% of the dry cleaning industry has been, uh, has been cut, obviously remote, less people going to work. Um, so less people, fewer people needing formal attire, um, for, for one work and for two events, weddings, uh, you know, funerals, things like that, um, have also been limited in capacity. So just fewer bit less business and it's, it's been decimating,
1: um, and short. Go ahead. And sorry to, inter- sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but I believe, you know, this is the second business in the, in the downtown uh, area of Wilmette has fallen victim to the economic crisis of COVID-19 uh, with Nick's closing down a little bit, a little bit earlier this year.
0: Yeah. Um, Nick's right around the corner. You know, the difference here is um, obviously um, Nick's was sold Um and so a new business will be coming in soon, a new restaurant, um, pit tap and grill. Um, so, uh, bittersweet closing there. Schultz and owners will re- retain ownership of the building and they hope at some point to rent it out. So I guess not a complete, um, uh, a complete closure of for the family and they hope to, to salvage something by, by renting the property. But, um, that business will be no more as tomorrow. So, um, Definitely, you know, a, a, you know, bad news, um, sad news, I should say, for the business community and just large. But um, hopefully, you can go by uh, today or tomorrow and say goodbye um, to to people who have served the community so well for so long. So that's our featured feature for the week, crowd um, favorite, as we mentioned, and uh, that's that's the show. Um, we know we uh, we only covered two topics this week, but. Um, obviously they were extensive ones and, and important ones to the, to you guys, to our listeners, um, to, to residents of our community. So um, hope you enjoyed it. We do always like to take a look forward to what's coming up and uh, we do always have plenty. Um, so Marty, what do we got coming up in the next?
1: Yeah, week? We've got some of the board meeting coverage that we've mentioned, we've mentioned earlier um, district 35 tonight and then district 29 next week. So we'll be on that. And we've got a great feature story on a new therapy dog over at Nutrier high school by the name of Gracie Nutrier students, some much needed comfort and relief. So keep an eye on that. Um, and we're eager for you to learn some more about Gracie uh, great little thera- new therapy dog over at Nutrier And I have, um, believe it or not, guys, the local
0: election results are official now. So we finally have, um, you know, they've been adding to them with all the write-in and ancillary ballots coming in um, that came in uh, um, so much more this year because of COVID-19. Um, they are finished, and I will put together a, a roundup summary for you. I can tell you right now, um, not super surprising, just like the region, we had a, a record voter turnout um, in New Trier Township. So I'll put that all together for you, and you'll be able to see that in the next couple of days as well. Um so check that out always go to the recordnorthshore.org and tell your friends please that we're up i think we're still um kind of a surprise to some people that the the folks from the beacon and the tower and the and the current are back in action um but we are in full force so tell your friends uh, tell your neighbors um to check out the recordnorthshore.org for all your news on Nutria Township and the area we thank you guys for listening um to this episode and uh we'll catch you all next week